Hello, this is Michael Rosso. This is the Film Photography Podcast for September 15th, 2010. Welcome to the show. If this is the first time you're tuning in, the Film Photography Podcast is the podcast for folks who love to shoot film, who love to have fun with film, love to explore and find new and odd film cameras, whether it's 35mm, 110, 126, Polaroid film, 4x5, 8x10, this is the place. And if you just found us, a hearty welcome to you. Before we get started today, I just wanted to talk briefly about a few projects that are going on. You know that this is the last three months to shoot and process Kodak Kodachrome film. Kodak discontinued Kodachrome film in 2009, and Duane's Photo in Parsons, Kansas is the last processor to process Kodachrome, and they've made a commitment to process through 12 30 of 2010. That means we all have three more months to shoot this awesome, awesome film stock. Listener John Meadows is organizing a Kodachrome photo walk on October 16th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. This is in Canada. And to get more details, all you need to do is use the Google. The Google. The Google. The Google. Google Kodachrome photo walk, and a link will come up for John Meadows Photo Walk up in Canada. Or you could email John at jgmeadows at gmail.com. That's J-G-M-E-A-D-O-W-S, the Kodachrome Photo Walk, October 16th. If you don't have Kodachrome film, I believe that John is making it available at a very, very reasonable cost. Just this past month, I started a group on Flickr called the Kodachrome Film Photography Project 210. I have been distributing free rolls of Kodachrome film from my personal vault to Film Photography Podcast listeners for a few months now. And now that's coming down to the wire. We have three months left. If you are listening right now, and it is still before the first week of December 2010, and you are committed to shooting a roll of Kodachrome and getting it processed, shoot me an email. Film Photography Podcast at gmail.com. I have a very limited amount of Kodachrome film left, and I'll be happy to send you a roll for you to shoot. Our Film Photography Project donation program is a real smashing success. I cannot tell you how many emails that I've gotten in the last few weeks alone. Uh, folks from all over the planet are donating film stock, vintage cameras, and in some cases, cold hard cash. It's all appreciated, and it all goes back to continuing film photography podcasts. We have some amazing, amazing camera giveaways coming up, including full 35mm camera packages, a Fuji Instax 200 camera, and numerous other camera giveaways. It's really, really amazing, and I can say this without a doubt, that we here at FPP have the best listeners on the planet. You guys are absolutely amazing. So having said all that, welcome to the show. Welcome to Film Photography Podcast. I live
Welcome to the Film Photography Podcast for September 15th, 2010. Welcome Film Photography Podcast! You know, I get sad around back to school. Ugh. Back to school. It was back Most to school earlier this month. Most depressing times ever. Yeah, it just makes, gives me a sick feeling. The whole month of August used to make me nauseous. Right, because everything is... like It's so like mid- only a month now. It's the middle of August, you're a kid, you're enjoying vacation, and everything is like, back to school! Yeah. But it's back to school, September, and since we're back to school... John Paul Fideli, have you done your homework assignment and... Put some images in a gallery? No. What gallery? On Flickr? Yeah. yeah. I don't even belong to Flickr because I'm just as lame... Welcome, everybody, to the Film Photography Podcast, the podcast where we photography have podcast. a lot of fun. Dr. Zayas. It's about <laughs> you can do your Charlton Heston. Film Photography Podcast, Dr. Zayas. I like you, bright eyes. <laughs> you might not like what you find. <laughs> if you go out there beyond the, what was it? No, if you go out there to shoot film, you may not like wow. what you if find. If you go out there to shoot film, you might not like what you find. Oh, it's the, too bad the forbidden have, zone. <clears throat> forbidden zone. And then there's a Statue of Liberty holding, holding like a Konica. You <laughs> bet. Holding a Konica. You bastard. Would you say damn dirty He's like, damn. No, he's like, damn you, damn you to hell. Damn you. Damn you all to hell. Something like film that. Film photography flying cat. Can we start? <laughs> The Film Photography Podcast, where we find joy in film photography. Yes. Where we don't find the Polaroid joy camera, but joy in film photography. Joy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this just in, some news. Now, in uh, past episodes, John, I've talked about uh, Pat Sansone from yes. the band Wilco. One of our favorite bands. And his band called The Autumn Defense. Mm. Musician photographer Pat Sansone is a multi-instrumentalist. In the, ba- in the rock bands Wilco and the Autumn Defense. Tuned here has led him to become a studio musician and producer. His own project, The Autumn Defense, was formed in New Orleans with his friend John Surratt of Wilco. Okay. John Surratt is band. also in Wilco. And they have three le- full-length albums. Yes. Pat Sansone, who's in the band Wilco, mm-hmm. you know, he's a musician, so they're on tour, on tour buses, on tour planes, and he had his Polaroid with him, his Polaroid land camera. And he shot Polaroids, and he's releasing a book this fall called 100 Polaroids by Patrick Sansone. And I sent him a flick mail Great shots for Polaroid. I said, um, I said, Pat, tell me about 100 Polaroids. I hear it's coming out. He says the exhibit of his Polaroids premiered at the Massachusetts Museum of Contemporary Art, and the book will be available at the Wilco Web Store and eventually through a website specifically for the book, and there'll be a limited edition of 500 books. I'm getting one. So, I'm getting one. It'll be a book of the month. It'll be an amazing book of the month. So, FPP book of the month. So, so on Flickr, Flickr. In, on my account, if you go to Michael Rosso Film Photography, you will see in galleries that I created a gallery called, <clears throat> what's it called, John? Polaroids by Pat Sansone. I went to Pat's Flickr page, and I pulled a selection of Pat's Polaroids so you can get sort of a flavor of what he shoots. Would you agree, John, that's very Americana? Definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, uh, five-and-dime type stuff. Yeah. Old, uh, there's one of those eight-track players that used to push the, what did it look like? A, it looked like a pl- I called it the plunger. Yeah, it was a plunger. But he has as great an eye as he has an ear. Oh, that's very nice, John. He had, re- he had some awesome shots that you picked out. Yeah. 
he really beautiful ca- framing and like just just f- amazing images for a Polaroid. That's for sure. Well, Polaroid, you will admit, has a very uh, has a characteristic that works well. I wouldn't think these were pol- were Polaroids. Why is that, John? Because some of them just look way too crisp and clear, and if he's using, way too crisp. If, well, they're uh, all outdoor images, I guess. If Pat is using that. the Polaroid Alpha camera, the Alpha oh. camera is a uh, single lens reflex mm. where you look through the lens and can focus. Well, then that would. I would assume yes. Yeah, it's very high end, whatever it is. But Pat, what's great about what Pat's doing is he is photographing and documenting what I call disappearing America. Mm-hmm. A lot of defunct soda uh, soda machines, old-fashioned uh, neon store signs. He has a video store that's closed down. Mm-hmm. You see, that's it's like papered up. Oh, uh, this one. Oh no! There's a there's a uh, a really crazy menu for a uh, hot dog yes. stand. Crazy menu. Crazy menu. Then this photo is cool. Maybe you should share with Dwayne. It'll be such a. Oh, there's some nice uh, landscape photos. Dwayne, this is Pat Sansone's work of him documenting America. There's some international shots as oh, well. Nice, oh, beautiful. Some photos of shoes. The eight track player. Remember that eight track tape player? Yeah. What was it called? Dynamite or something? Yeah. Yes. What's it called? Dynamite. Yes. Uh, the guy from uh, J.J. Walker. Dynamite! Dynamite! From Good Times. This is Flickr? Yeah. This is Flickr. This is my I, I created a gallery a nice of some like of that. Pat's work. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's from like a, uh, you know, like a pawn shop or a, you know, five and dime or what do you call them? You know, like a thrift store. Yeah, it's Americana. Very Americana, Americana. In no time at all, maybe even now, a lot of these sites are disappearing. Mm-hmm. Disappearing <laughs> America. Here's a sign from Marlboro Cigarettes. 75 cents. Exactly. That's a long time ago. Yes. One of the first roles of Kodachrome I ever shot, I told you I was in the Civil Air Patrol in high school. Yes. We used to, we used to go on flights. 126 Kodachrome? Oh, uh, it was uh, Instamatic. Yeah. Yes. Great. And I took a pic- picture of a cigarette machine in, uh, in Copper Airport in Manville, New Jersey. I gotta find it because it looks it looks just like that stuff. Yeah. I would, it was from 1974. I would really like to see those. Wow. I gotta find the sheet somewhere. It's somewhere in a box. And, uh... You gotta find that sheet, yo. So, uh, at the bottom <laughs> of this gallery, are there links? There are links, right? At the bottom? Yes. Links. What are jo- some of the links? Jody to links. The, to uh, work Wilco World. Yes. To the Autumn Defense. I've yes. never heard the band Wilco. What do they do? Oh, they're great. They started out like country rock and now they're kind like of like country we, pop. First of all, it's one of the best names for a band ever. You know how hard it is to come up with a band name is it this some... c- coming from the guy who's in the pink de- delicates <laughs> looking forward to the book yes terrific <laughs> now i've been going to a website john called retrothing.com it's really an awesome site retrothing.com and why do you like it so much well it shows you all sorts of defunct electronics from from the 80s and 70s like mm. you track tape players and, right you know old-timey stuff but they also cover film photography, and they did a posting on the new color film by The Impossible Project. Oh. And there is a gallery that I posted on the web on uh, my Flickr page, which is uh, if you go to Flickr.com and search Michael Rosso Film Photography, that's R-A-S-O, you'll find my page. Click Galleries, and then you will find a gallery called Impossible Project PX70 Color. Impossible Project, of course, Dwayne and I went to the Impossible rollout of the, the black and white films. Yes, we did. It's a sepia tone, sort of like a very dreamy uh, film. Um, and uh, they, It could have been taken with an the clock. Yes, and the Impossible Project vowed that they were going to release a color film. They have sure. the Polaroid factory and equipment, but they do not have the Polaroid formulas for film which means they need to they needed to invent their own process 
of dyes and emulsion, and we've been talking about them a long time, but we cannot shortchange them. It's no easy task. Oh, goodness, no. I mean, you know, they're starting from scratch, really, with equipment that wasn't started from scratch. It's like, you know, here's a car. How do we make gasoline? Yes. (laughs) You know? So uh, RetroThing.com ran a piece on Impossible's new color film, as did many other websites. And, Dwayne, if you take a glance over John's shoulder... I'll just turn it to you. Yeah, you can see this is a sampling of the first edition of color films. Uh, now, the thing about the, the PX70, it's, it's called PX70. It's the first edition of their color film. I would call it experimental. Yes, I'd call it for sure. muted. Yes, experimental ar- film for artists or people who are creative. There are a few images there that are incredible. Did you see the image of... Eiffel Tower looks great. I mean, for certain... Go back up to the top, right? Keep right there, right there. Uh, keep going up. Look at that. that Look is... at that. It's crazy. Whose image is that? What does it say? Dirty Job by Ludwig West. Ludwig, Ludwig, he has a series of shots. It's amazing, and this is the perfect film to do that type of work. Right. You'll also ner- notice that the film varies image to image, photographer to photographer. Some are more sepia tone. Mm-hmm. Others actually have a palette of color. And you'll notice a lot of the photographers on Flickr have, were shooting very colorful things. Right. Balloons. Sunflowers. Sunflowers. A girl with uh, Ruby LaRocca red hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so photographers are attempting to shoot very colorful things. I would guess that their formula is probably missing some dyes because they don't seem to have the full spectrum of colors. Well, there's no D-max either, meaning there's no really, really dark max- maximum black. Right. Which doesn't give it that really like uh, contrasty look, you know? Yeah, there's no contrast. You, you can't, yes, it's very, uh, when it's not contrasty, you call that... Low not contrast. contrast. <laughs> D-Max is just a little little photo slang for right. maximum density. A few photographers will actually shoot the packaging. Rogue, Rogue, Rogue. Now, Sorry. The, now, look, I, I think this is a great film for certain applications. But the only thing, my only negative comment about the film is that I believe that the packaging is a little misleading. How so? Because if you How look so? at the package, go back to the package, John. Even in this muted state in the photo here, the package is in bold, bright Colors mm. saying PX color film for SX70 cameras, and looking at the beautiful packaging, you would guess that the image rendered would be closer to the original SX70 color film. Yes. So I would suggest that this first edition they would should maybe have called it um, experimental color film because yeah. that's what it is. That'll sell. No, that's what it is. Well, <laughs> what mainstream customers are right. going to buy this right. film? Who right. are using SX70 cameras? Yeah. If I brought this film to you know a family get together and showed an image to my dad, they'd be I, like, "Oh, your camera's broken." I can't imagine what he would say. He would not be impressed. He would not be pleased. He would be like, "You're still a failure." <laughs> So you can't the, even take a picture. The film has its applications. I think this gallery is a great, great gallery of mm-hmm. PX70 images of photographers doing very different things, especially well, our friend Ludwig West. Well, I think the one thing that's actually coming through with this this film is individuality. Because like you say, it's the 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 photos are very individual from photographer to, to 
to photographer. So they got that going for them, you know. So I've been using the PX70. I have a lot of posted on my own Flickr account. You can't gallery your own work. You can't create your gallery of your own work on Flickr. Which Why not? I guess it keeps you from getting like a Does big... a button come up and say, Narcissist. Exactly. Like, be on <clears throat> Flickr and have your fo- your photos display and then create a, a gallery for your own photos. Can you put your, like, one or two photos in a gallery or no? You can't put any so- of your photos. Someone else can take my photos and put it in their gallery. But you cannot. Yeah. So if you need to, if you want to see my pitches, as John would say, pitches, I have a folder called PX70 film. How do you turn the light? If you want it to be bright, what do you do? You turn it. I don't understand what you're saying. There's two uh, light switch <laughs> has two positions: off and on. On or on? On. I say on. Oh, I, I when, when I say light, I, I say what do I say? Shut off the light. I say close the light. Close the light? Yes. I say, hey, close that light. I don't know what we're getting Call spaghetti sauce, sauce or gravy. By the way, also, the PX70 film, when you scan it, Mm -hmm. I take the image, which let's say it's very... Can you heighten the contrast when you scan it? I was going to say it's very muted. When I put the image, because that is a big question, too. How many of these images are scanned, quote-unquote, flat, compared Mm. to when I put an image, a PX70 impossible film image... In the scanner, it's the Canon Lite 90, and I, and I, I click a button, mm-hmm. it, it, it wraps a box around the picture, and then the scanner does some auto adjustments. Auto. Right. Auto. But it's highly unlikely that every single person who scan, flatbed scans their Polaroid print would be doing the same low contrast adjustment. Most I mean, scanners will do a, a fairly reasonable adjustment for you the same thing it'll some scanners will pop the color mm-hmm. if there are like that picture right there right above ludwig's what's that one called girl with the coffee that's pretty darn colorful it says michelle in the message what's the message oh she pulled the message out of the thing yeah the, let's see how fascinating this message is the fa- <laughs> it says ask stupid questions stupid of course the impossible no, film when you eject the black card is a, is a saying on each card each card has a separate you know, saying so. Nice. So, once again, the PX70 film. I'm not sure about the scans. Like the scans, I'm, I'm assuming maybe some tweaking was done right. to bring out the color, which is fine. I guess the question is, from a purist perspective, is that okay? Sure. Or is sure. not reflecting what the film really is. Well, you, you know, anything on the web is just a reproduction anyway. I mean, it's, it's it's a scan of something, and who knows what they did to it? Right. The only way is to look at the actual actual product out of the camera, and we can't do that. So, you know. Right. By the way, RetroThing.com, they got great posts. Like, for, for example, this one by Jonathan Poet, Assemble Your Own 35mm Camera. Good Lord. Yeah, it's just cool. It's like a kit you buy That's from Japan. That's amazing. And um, let's check that out. I went to a site. I don't know where I found this site, but it is um, a woman. Her name is Claire L. Kruger, K-R-U-E-G-E-R. And her site is HTTP colon forward slash forward slash cargocollective.com forward slash Claire L. Kruger. And she has a gallery on her page that I know John would appreciate. It is uh, a gallery of people with their photo taken where they're... Eyes are closed. They're, uh, they're blinking. They're mid-blink. In, they're mid-blink. <laughs> That's good. And some of the pictures are very funny. And it's just, it's just great. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Do you ever see the shaky face? I've seen a lot of shaky faces. Right. John, you turn me on to shaky face. Basically, you shoot a picture and you're, you you shake your face you while doing You shake your it. face back and forth and go like that. And usually your your lips are one way and your cheeks are another way. Depends on how flabby you are in the face area. I'm going to sneak in a quick letter here. This letter's from Malcolm Kingswell. He's in Wales, UK. And Malcolm says, Cheers. I haven't... What? Cheers, Malcolm. 
And Malcolm says, I haven't even finished listening to the August 15th podcast, and I feel compelled to lay fingers on keyboard and make my feelings known. Go ahead. Wow. What a fantastic idea. A camera that travels the world, or even a number of cameras that travel the world. The when world! We, when we were recording the Pink Delicates, we talked about the idea of sending a camera out from the Film Photography Podcast to other listeners to expose three frames per listener. Then they send it to another person, to another person, to another person. Isn't it, who, whose idea was that? Well, it's not an original idea. It has been going on among Flickr members for quite a while, but I thought since we have a very tight network of people here on FPP, that... Wouldn't it be cool to kind of send a you know send a camera to a bunch of people we know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know we have uh, Aussie Phil, we have uh, Lance in Belgium, got Dan here in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, be great. Yes, we got people in Glasgow. We got people in Sweden, Australia, in Russia. Come on, NZ, The Hague. <laughs> wow, what a great idea for a magazine. I talked about ah. Dwayne doing a print. Publication we spoke about this a few podcasts ago. Sure we did. The Film Photography Magazine. There's nothing like it right now. Nope. Nothing like it right now. And a surefire way for me to go broke again. <laughs> Let's do it. So magazines are very, very expensive. It's a minimum of investment of like $10,000. It's like squirrel your money away and print your magazine. Kudos to the folks at... thinking of a magazine name uh, oh kudos to the folks at light leaks magazine they do a print publication light, light leaks light leaks yes it's lightleaks.org or light light day lightleaks.com but malcolm thanks for your letter it says just ping me an email if you need my address okay for what i don't know he, he says, well, I'm, I'm really, I guess he felt so compelled to write us, and that's really awesome. If you're listening to the podcast. He is in the moment. Yeah, if you're in the moment, if you're listening to us, filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Hey, here's some donation Are there news. any, like, bad comments? You should read some I of read too. one bad comment last time a guy dissed us on photo.net, and it really wasn't that bad. He just said that we suck. <laughs> Okay, well, you know. He claimed that we don't know what we're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Well, he's claiming that we don't know and we act like we're 14-year-olds. Well, I act like I'm 12. So, <laughs> so he's wrong on both so he's counts. he's totally wrong. Look, he's completely <laughs> wrong podcast, about me. This podcast is not for everyone. It's part of a group. It's, it's part for people of a, who are cool. It's a, Yes, this is a gang. This is where we talk about Abbey Road, man. This is not, like, we're not gearheads. Side B of Abbey Road. This man. is a side two of Abbey Road, man. Side B is the shiznit. Yeah. Podcast listeners are donating to the show yeah. to give cameras away. Spreading and the love. Ian Cook, who turned me on to the Trip 35. Right. That's that camera right there. Crazy. Did you see that thing? No. It's uh, photo sensors in the lens. you got to take the cap off. No battery camera. It's a selenium light meter around the lens. You do not need a battery in the Olympus Trip 35. You just dial in your ASA, and then you have like four settings for focus, and then you point and shoot. If you point and go to take a picture, or as John would say, a picture, and you (laughs) – there's a Kodachrome 200 in there. If you go to take the picture – and it's too li- the light is too dim, a red flag will pop up in your and eyepiece. And say, no go, mate. This is 
the most exciting thing that I have discovered this year, thanks to folks like Ian. Ian and a few other guys who enjoy... It took the picture? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Great. So, uh, on episode 13, we talked about the Olympus Trip 35. But Ian says, just listening to the latest FPP, great stuff, especially the Trip 35 featurette. Yes, we talked at length about the Trip 35 on episode 13. He says, I want to donate a 1973 Trip 35. Where do I send it? And I will say, he says, cheerio, chum. Cheerio, chum. That's a new one on us. I called him, hey, buddy. I was like, hey, Ian, hey, buddy. Oh, well, that's, very, that's very popular here at well, Dunkin' Donuts. You go geez. to Dunkin' Donuts, and it's, it's largely an Indian population that runs Hey, buddy, Dun- what can I get you? And it really is. You walk in, and I'm sorry, up in Butler by the studio, there's no enthusiasm. It's more like, yeah. hey, buddy. Hello, bro. Say, Do hey, chief. buddy. Do you want donut? Ian, thank you. He's sending a chief. trip 35 for us to give away. Don't send your notices in yet. We don't have it yet. Right. This is a future donation. As Monty Python would say, wait for it. Yes. Wait for it. Amazing news from Tony Kwong. Tony. Tony Kwong is sending us what's known as a Fuji Instax Wide 200 camera. Wow. It is basically it's very similar to the old Polaroid 600. Hmm. It's a very large piece of film. It's uh, the same integral type film as the old Polaroid 600. Good. He's saying, I'm sending you the Fuji Instax 200 in the retail box with film in it. Oh, my God. And also he's sending us a roll of Fujifilm FP100C pack film to be given away separately. That goes with a different camera. Can you feel the love? Tony, you're, I mean, Tony is really hooking us up. And by the time I get this camera to give away, I'm probably going to purchase my own. Mm. I really had an itchy finger to purchase this camera. I was over at Unique Photo in Fairfield, New Jersey. Unique Yes, the new uh, Instax camera is called the Fuji Instax Wide 210. So these are future cameras that are going to be donated. Some Thrilled. people are going to be so happy. That's really awesome. This mm-hmm. podcast, we are giving away. Love is what we're giving. Love in, a, love in the camera form. Love and hugs. <laughs> This podcast. Hugs and kisses, even. You still have a few more days to hug Hugs and kisses. Because we're giving, we're giving away on October 1st. I See you later, Nana. Hugs and kisses. Where are my unfiltered camels? Wait a minute. Bring me my ciggies before you leave. On October 1st, we're giving away two cameras. Yes. Get, get your entries in today. Yay. <laughs> we're giving away the Olympus Stylus Epic yep. camera. Nice. I'm this, soon to own one of those. Yes. I mean, this is the bomb 35mm point-and-shoot camera, the camera that you have in your pocket at mm-hmm. all times. It produces an amazing picture with its 35mm lens and f2.8. Must have. Enter filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Und. And for, for your old-timey people out there. Old-timey. We. <laughs> What's that, chap? We're giving away a Revere iMatic EE-127. It was donated to us. In a deluxe leather case, I might add. These were both donated to us. Christine Candora Hickey from North Carolina donated the uh, Revere iMatic EE-127. This is an amazing camera. It takes old-timey 127 film. You can still buy 127 film at places like The Frugal Photographer and Freestyle. They sell FK black and white 127 film. If you want color 127 film, our friends over at Frugal Photographer, they sell the Murano 160. It's basically Portra 160 color film over at Frugal Photographer 127 film. The Revere iMatic 
Very similar to the uh, Olympus Trip in a sense that it has a selenium light meter, does not need batteries. It's a tank. Our friend Lambis, he says, he's in Sweden, by the way, because he says, Because we both love Polaroids, I'd like to give you a tip about a friend of mine and a great Polaroid artist. Dan Wallen, W-A-L-L-I-N. Can you go to the site there, uh, Johnny Boy? Yeah. Dan Wallen is one of Sweden's most famous Polaroid artists. He manipulates... W-W-W dot... D-A-N-I-S-A. D-A-N... I, S as in Sam. Sam. A as in Apple. Yeah. Another A as in Apple. Yeah. C, W as in Wally. A-L-L-I-N. Yes. A-L-L-I-N. Oh. <laughs> it says art or work? Uh, art. Oh, my God. Oh, Look my goodness. <laughs> wow. So, uh, Dan is a, a, a Polaroid artist. More power to him. I love it. I love it. For those of you who... Uh, are regular listeners to the Film Photography Podcast, you know that Mike Rasso likes Polaroid. Yeah. <laughs> it's the shizzle. Ooh, beautiful. That is pretty cool. You know what I would say about that? What? Special. That's really special. That's lovely. You it really, really is. It's stunning. Oh, look at that. It's like a double exposure. I don't care what it is. It's gorgeous. Yeah, check it out, definitely. John, can you go back to the gallery? Whose gallery? The My galleries. Filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. The Olympus Stylus Epic and the Revere EE-127. And now we're going into... Film Photography Podcast. Film Photography Podcast. I went in and did John's homework. Thank you. I asked John to pick out some sample images. These oh, are I some, love this one. Look at those two girls with the cigarette. These oh, are sample images from our Flickr Film Photography Podcast pool. So nice. Let's start at the top, John. Yes. What is that image by? Who is that by? This is by Sean Keenan. Now, I love it. First of all, it's a Fuji Instax image, which is the same as Polaroid 300. And I've been doing a lot of experimenting with this format. And I tell you, I love it. I love what he says. Look what he says. It says, less than five minutes after t- taking this photograph, a seagull shit on my head. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I want to see. Exactly. Next shot. This is April. April is in Toronto, Canada. And she is an erotic photographer who has been a model for years I love and this years picture. and years. She shoots Polaroid. Mm-hmm. Her stuff is really great. There's a lot of feeling to it, and she puts a lot of energy into it and pulls a lot out of her models. Unique. Unique. Giving a cigarette to Getting, another girl. Giving a cigarette to another girl, yeah, and it's yeah. just beautiful. It is. It perked Dwayne up. Yeah, yeah, really. It did. Well, it reminds me of the book that we're going to talk about this month, oh, the kind great. of photography that you would see in that by Marco Glaviano. So, yeah, it definitely woke Next me up. Next shot is a double exposure. John, who's that by? By the way, before well, before John, why John puts his glasses on, to follow along. By what, Tower 180. Because f- folks no, may. 25 THC. People may be saying, what are you guys talking about? You need to log into Flickr.com to follow along. And you go to Flickr.com and look up my name in the search, Michael Rasso, R-A-S-O, Film Photography. And once you get to my page, there's a link called Galleries. Go in Galleries and pick the September 15th Film Photography Gallery. And then you will be with us following along. You'll be on the same page. Yes. Hey, hey. This is a double exposure. What does it say? How was What camera? It's a uh, double exposure Elite Chrome 100 cross-processed. Nice. Double exposure cross-processed. It's just striking. It's, it's very... Next image. Nice symmetry. I like this because I like behind-the-scenes type of stuff. You rarely get to see the photographer, and it's a beautiful model, and you see the photographer in the in the uh, mirror. 
It's by Daniel Kloss. Yes, this is lovely. Lovely. This is a lovely shot. Oh, just lovely, Mike. Next. And uh, his comment lovely. is... Uh, oh, yes. It says... Cordula und ich Hasselblad 500cm Fuji Pro 400H. Nice. Next image. I love shooting tungsten film outside. Mm-hmm. Why color shift? I took I took Desiree. Desiree is in the band Monday Night Bear Claw. Desiree, I met Dwayne through Model Mayhem. Really? I did. Remember, I was telling you, I'm like Dwayne, I need some models in here. I need to shoot a model. I have so many cameras to test. I'm, I'm tired of shooting the wall. So I I sent. Desiree, a model mayhem message, mm-hmm. and she's right in Butler where our studio is. Desiree. Desiree. I'm right in Butler. Yeah. Uh, she came to the studio. I shot her twice. No kidding. Most recently, I took a roll of tungsten film. Yeah. We went to the Butler graveyard. Uh-huh. We went to the Butler graveyard, but I gelled the flash orange huh. for tungsten. Huh. So that she would have the right color balance, but the environment around her would not. It would be basically day for night. Right. Lovely. Hmm. So this shot, same idea. I don't know if this looks like, I don't know if this was flashed or not, but playing with tungsten film outdoors or in mixed light is awesome. Even uh, street lights, which is not tungsten, it's more like a halogen. Yeah, it's sulfur. Sodium. Sodium, right. <laughs> but it's, it's still, it still will yield it's a different sulfur. color. It smells like eggs. It's horrible. <laughs> Next up is a shot, I would guess, mm-hmm. using PX70 film. It's Gumby. Yep, PX70 It's color. a Gumby-type creature. It's more of a blockhead. Oh, it's a blockhead. Yeah, it's the blockheads from... Whose that. image is that? That's from uh, Babacam. Oh, that's our friend Randy in L.A. Oh, Randy. The, the Randy whose last name we can't pronounce. Babacam? Uh, no, Babacam is his handle on Flickr. Not their strongest album. His uh, last name is... Uh, his last name is Babacam. So, next image. Thanks, Randy. This is uh, with an, uh, a split-frame camera. Does it mention what it is? It says, uh, developed at Doodoo Photo, Belgium, sent to Spectre Professional Lab, scanned with HP ScanJet. What a camera? Fujika Mini, half-frame. Yeah. Half-frame. Yeah, Fujika Mini. And this is by our friend Lance, right? L-A-R, yes. L-A-R, yeah. Lance in Belgium. Great. Great stuff. This is an extreme close-up using uh, impossible film, and it's from a dis- from a distance. It's really, really striking. And this is from Oliver. It's a little spooky. It's very spooky. I'm afraid. Yeah. Oliver Zelinsky. Yes, Oliver does a lot of experimenting with uh, image lifts, uh, soaking Polaroid pictures in in water and lifting the emulsion off, and then sticking the emulsion on paper. Next image is by Emily. Emily Seville. Emily is experimenting with many, many, many film cameras, and I find that really awesome because you don't see very many really young people picking up a lot of different types of film cameras. You don't. What does Emily say? Some weird stuff happened with the chemicals when I processed this roll of film, but I really like what it did to this picture. That's like a beautiful, happy accident. I mean, yeah. look at it. Like yeah. you, you would think that she uh, uh, gelled the lens, or you know, uh, you know, some artist put like a piece of glass in front of the lens or and double like, exposure, double exposure, or use Vaseline on the lens, mm. you know, things like that. Yeah. Next shot. Thank you, Emily. Next shot, I love because it's just kind of a slice of life and i love the color palette the tones are it's nice. a cute dog too. the tones and this is shot with the yashica a camera that paul glover won here no way yeah nice the tones are lovely mm-hmm. what's his name yeah poochie pooch yeah, what's his very name? Cute. striking yes 
crazy. What's that say, John? Pentex K, uh, K1000. Ian Baldwin of Canton, Ohio. Took this of my friend Amanda Rea in Englewood at Owlwood Al- Garden Metro Park. I was really happy with the way the photos turned out. You're damn right. Very heavily backlit. Nice. No foreground light, just small backlight. He doesn't give any details as to, is that artificial lighting? Is that sunlight? Like, no, it looks like nature. You think it's nature? Yeah. Is she standing in water? Yep. But the background is so black. But the background could be just reflecting something that wasn't exposed to any light. Oh, it could have been it shade. exposed for the water and it made everything else dark. Could be. Well, she's standing in the light and there's obviously like some shade behind her. Yeah. Where the light is not coming through. Great. Next hey. image. Oh, this is our friend Dan Domi. Dan Domi. What I love about it is that it's so simple. Mm-hmm. And is it a statue or an actual hand? It's a statue. And it's about somebody. I love statues that like I know nothing about. And I used the Google... The Google. To find out who, what's the gentleman's name? Joseph Vincent Paterno. Yeah, I mean, he's a Penn State guy. And there's the Wikipedia. Football coach. Football coach. Famous football uh, coach. I've seen that photo on the cover of a proctologist (laughs) uh, brochure. (laughs) Sorry, Dan. They just, come on. They just just pop into my head. Is that the last shot? We're number one. Now cough. (laughs) Yes. So that was, those are my picks. Nice. Uh, for the month. How about we talk about books? Oh, great. Between. Hey, by the way, if you want to put your pictures, as John would say. Ah, come on. If you want to put your pictures in our pool, filmphotographypodcast.com has all the links, by the way. If you go to filmphotographypodcast.com, you'll see a link for uh, Dwayne's Model Mayhem. You will see a link for my Flickr page. You will see a link to donate stuff. If you want to give us film to give away, a camera to give away, or if you just have cold hard cash. That's right. Give, give it, it away, give, give it, it away, away, give it away now. Give it away, give, give it, it away, away, give it away now. So, cool. Thanks a lot, and I, I love you, man. Is that the name of a movie? Yeah. I love you, man. It's a good movie. We're going to take a quick break, then come back with the book of the month. Hi, my name is Butcher. I'm Brain Chomper. And I'm Gambling Man. We're here to tell you about our show, The Killer Reviews Podcast. Each week we discuss movies new and old, talk about our lives, and every once in a while we'll have interviews like Fred Vogel from Tag Pictures, Daniel Harris of the Halloween franchise, and Charles Gibson, the special effects advisor for Terminator Salvation. We also have special episodes like our full review of the Alien Quadrilogy, a Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective, and Clash of the Titans. And we're also very, very sexy. Especially you, gambling. Yeah. Our podcast is available at killerreviews.com. And if you sign up for our forums between now and 2012, you enter a chance to win a romp in the sheets with Big Butch. Oh, hey, we're back. What do you got, Dwayne? What's this called? Book of the Month? Book of the Month. Can you sing it, please? Book of the Month. Yeah. (laughs) What is nude photography? What is erotic photography? What is glamour photography? What is beauty photography? People have their own definitions of all those things, right? Great question. Like like you look at at nude photography and some people will see pornography. Some people will see something beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, as someone who's photographed a fair number of models and actresses in my life, it's always – it's kind of like, you know, you, you take a picture and you, and you kind of look at it and say, well, can you categorize this as, as, as beauty photography or is this something erotic or is this something that's uh, that that's artistic? And there's a photographer that I've been a fan of for over 20 years who does all of those things as well 
is, if not better than anyone else I've ever seen, and his name is Marco Glaviano. Now, nice I, name. Now, now I lived in New York City in the mid 1980s, and one of my I used to drive a cab for a while, and one of the, the great things to do was uh, see if I could find the supermodels. The names of the day were Kathy Ireland mm. and Paulina Poroskova, <laughs> and was uh, the 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 dawn of supermodels. It was the dawn, truly the dawn of supermodels. Yeah. And uh, I knew where all their agencies were and I knew where Ford was, I knew where Wilhelmina was, I knew where Zoli was. And I would go in my cab, I would sit a block of time aside a couple times a week. And just actually drive to the front of these modeling agencies. You were a stalker. I was a stalker. I was yeah. no question about it. I was a I was a supermodel stalker, and I used to. You were. Who was the guy? In the, what was his name in Taxi Driver? Oh, Travis Bickle. Travis Bickle. And I used to wait and see. You know, will a supermodel come out? And uh, will I ever get to meet her? And. Uh, I, I met a lot of models, but I never met any of the big names mm. ex- with ex- except for Kathy Ireland. But mm. I, uh, the person who I felt photographed these women better than anybody in the planet was a guy named Marco Glaviano. And a number of years ago, he published an amazing book, an amazing book called Sirens. And uh, it's it's really just a look of his work of his work that was published and or not published, or, or some of it is from tear sheets from it. It's just you know from an artistic point of view during the late 80s, late late 80s and uh, early 1990s, and models like. Ashley Richardson and models like Cindy Crawford. Like, look at this picture of Cindy Crawford. Look at this. It's amazing. Mm. It's beautiful. It's one of the most. It's one of the most beautiful books I've ever seen, uh, from someone who's photographed to deluxe a a genre that you don't really know what you can call it because it crosses those lines. Is it beauty? Is it fashion? Mm. Is it nude? Is it erotic? Is it glamour? Uh, oh, this is all, all the, of the above. The man, it's all of the above and more. And the man, to me, is one of the true geniuses, true geniuses in the world of photographing women, simply because he can do that. He can transcend any sort of pigeonhole Amazing. or description, and just to make you make look it at, his own. Make it his own. It's truly a, a gifted photographer. And whenever I have to do a photo shoot and I'm at a loss, what the heck am I going to do? I, I look at this book over and over again and say, oh, look at that idea. I'll, I'll just, you know, steal an idea from it because it's such an amazing, amazing book. And uh, it's called Sirens by Marco Glaviano. It's out of print. However, I think it's still uh, available. You can always find it on The Bay or someplace like that. Oh, this is all film. This is so, so far before digital. It isn't even mm-hmm. funny. So when you see uh, impeccable lighting, when you see impeccable uh, a light to dark shadow modulation on a model's skin, when you see perfect tone tonality on a skin, when you see perfect color balance between skin, hair, and clothing, when you see the background out of focus exactly like you think it should be, none of this is done in post. This was all done in camera with uh, one of the true masters of the genre. I don't know what he's been doing lately. I, I went on the web and tried to find uh, what Marco Glaviano was up to, uh, but I can tell you, it, if you like photography of women, you have to add this book to your run to the internet and add the book Sirens by Marco Glaviano to your library. Let me find the date of publication. It's uh, the dop. And I love Fair. what he says. He goes, I live for beauty. It's my life. And I'm like, that is a man after my own heart. Uh, 1997. So it's, you know, a long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. Speaking of which, John, long, long time ago. Do you remember in the 70s on WABC radio, sometimes they would play the same song twice and in, yep. in the middle they'd be like, instant replay. Instant yeah. Replay. Well, Dwayne, there are two books of a month. Two books this month. So it's time for a Dwayne Paul Q. Instant replay. 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 What we're going to talk about, uh, the second book, is one that John just handed me about... Uh, that was good. We have some Hershey, Hershey candy. A while ago. Here. Pulled it off my shelf. I'm not really, really well-schooled about street photography. 
because I photograph, you know, models in his studio and location, or I go outside with my view camera and just photograph rocks and roots. Oh, John, this is John's book of the month. So uh, what I'm going to say book. is oh, I'm going to okay. I'm going to let John talk about it for a couple minutes because this is John's book and it's Henri Cartier-Bresson. The early work, famous, and I'm, I've I've seen a lot of, of his work, but I've never seen this particular book. And I must say, it's uh, it's blown me away because of the breadth of material in here, which I've never seen before. I mean, there are pictures in here that I never even knew the man took. Not that I know every single photograph he shot, but at the same time, you know, you, you see the same kind of pictures over and over again, and you think, oh, he shoots this. So there's a lot of early work in here, of, especially of the prostitutes uh, that John was commenting commenting on before. I never even knew that he involved himself with photographing. Uh, that that particular slice of life but it's an amazing amazing book and it's it's really nicely printed so i think since we're here john should comment on this because it is his book i think it's beautiful <clears throat> well i mean i saw this um i saw his work when they displayed it at moma in new york city I had to buy the book because I was there for hours. Do we, we get the story about the book purchase and your discount and all that? Oh, yeah, we can get to that. But I was just standing there for hours mesmerized by these photos because they're all, um, you know, off-the-cuff uh, photos. What do you call that? Well, he was a person who believed in the decisive moment. Yes. Meaning, like, I guess, I guess I don't know his, his, exactual, exactual, his exact approach, but I think he just walked around and he looked for something. And perhaps in his mind's eye, he anticipated that something would happen. So, and he, then he brought up his camera yeah, and what? When it, you know, and when that thing happened, when that particular that moment materialized, he clicked. Amazing. He was amazing, amazing. at it. I don't see. I don't. It's just something I never, never even felt comfortable doing. I always felt like you know I'm intruding in somebody's life. So I think you have to be intrusive visually, but unobtrusive in terms of the space that you occupy, because otherwise people will, mm-hmm. let, will let their guard down. They won't let their guard down. Right. And he was, you know, apparently he had that. He had that gift. He was in there. He Unless he's shooting so fast that people don't have an. Yeah, know. but I don't think. He, like I said, he was looking for that moment. I don't think he just, you know, I don't think he. I don't know how fast he was or wasn't but mm-hmm. you know uh his body of and his body of work is so large it's, it's impressive crazy. it's crazy these are mostly from uh, mexico and spain uh, a, a lot of vagabonds and homeless people and prostitutes and street people uh from like 1932 i think this goes to like 35 or 34 from again mexico and spain but just amazing images that you can stare at for hours and just think to yourself like how did he capture i mean they tell a such a story such an emotional story or such a a, a brilliant stylized photo that you just look at it and you can't tear yourself away you want to know it tells a story these pictures tell us every picture does tell a story and there's a thousand stories in this book Mary Ellen Mark has that talent so did Diane Arbus mm. and uh, if you ever see any their names again are Mary Ellen Mark and Diane Arbus and if you ever have an opportunity to see their work it's the same sort of a thing you look at it and say what is what is that person doing why are they doing that where mm. was that taken who are they yeah. I mean you start asking you want to know a, about yeah, the people yeah, ask yourself a whole bunch of questions yeah. and uh, and I found myself there's a little um, index in the back that tells a little bit about some of the photos in here and I found myself looking at the photo and then going back and trying to find out what the photo was about where was it taken you know what's the story behind it there's a lot to uh with this guy's work any book by him i think you'll be uh impressed by and and it'll be something good to pass the time with i heard too that at the end of his life he really didn't like to talk about what he did much he was just sort of like he was, a, he was like sid barrett I'm like eh, i don't talk about it did I that i don't do it i don't do it look anymore. at the photos <clears throat> yeah i don't do it anymore i don't shoot really? anymore it happens people go through changes in their lives and after a certain period of time people just don't want to talk about things anymore i think people get their head someplace <clears throat> and then they forget about it just like who's yeah. the, the english gentleman who recently passed away who uh burned some of his negatives do you remember we spoke about him burned negatives he was a famous photographer he shot, he shot a lot of rock uh you mean brett weston oh uh, no the guy who just died you're right yeah um oh, we, we talked about him oh what the heck was his name got the google john the google can you just google uh famous british photographer dies now we're really using the google 
to its fullest. The Google. David Bailey? No. Yes. Yes, that's him. David Bailey? David Bailey, later in his life, he got so fed up that he burned a portion of his negatives, and he, he started doing woodwork. Well, you know, I mean... They just had it. How many musicians work 24-7 for 10 years, and they release five albums, and you know yeah. what? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And you know what? I just what? don't want to. It's grueling. Once it becomes a business, it becomes grueling you have your, your artwork your photographs then you have agents you ha- it's completely grueling i can see you become totally jaded mm. you know the reason you got into something goes away and all of a sudden you're doing something it's you, replaced by something else that you don't about want to do commerce yes it becomes about commerce and that you know i'm not saying it's the case of uh, mr bailey but you know that time of his life was over so you're saying this gentleman uh henry cartier Brisson. Henri Cartier Brisson. You're saying at a certain point, do you know, did he stop shooting? Well, I just think, um, I don't, I don't, I personally don't know that much about yeah, we him. Don't, we but, don't know. But I read a couple of articles and I just think he got to a point when he produced a body of work. He spent a lot of time and a lot of effort doing that. And, uh, I just, you know, think, hey, I'm done. You know what? I don't want to, I don't want to go around looking for pictures of people anymore. He just didn't want to do it. Right. I mean, he produced his body of work, you know? I mean, some people need to, to paint until like they, they, they have to have a third person holding up the brush. You well, know? that's, but, I mean, that's too be respected and I think in the case of artists who are like let's say rock musicians people like Sid Barrett of Pink Floyd who leave the business John and it can, can continually badgered by fans who want you still to talk about 1967 and how many musicians should have hung it up <laughs> yeah I guess a lot there's a lot. I'm not going to name names, not to, to be rude, but I mean, I could think of some major, major players that I just wish would not record another record. Right. But, because you know what? The Rolling Stones. Well, <laughs> oh, there you go. You know, I mean, once I just can't listen to certain releases by some people that I once respected and had a great yeah. deal of joy. Oh, here you go, John. What do you got from the Google? There you go. This, it says, um, I don't remember where was it? He retired from photography in the early 70s and by 75 no longer took pictures other than an occasional private portrait. He said he kept his camera in a safe at his house and rarely took it out. He returned to drawing and painting. After a lifetime of developing his artistic vision through photography, he said, all I care about these days is painting. Photography has never been more than a way into painting, a sort of instant drawing. Hmm. And that's his thing. Interesting. And there you have it. Yeah, but it took him 50 years to get the, to painting through photography. Uh, guys, before we wrap up for the month, I do want to share something very light with you guys. I, uh, uh, I constantly... <laughs> <laughs> I constantly search eBay, you know, keyword Polaroid. And this auction came up for Polaroid stills, which I'm hiding from these guys. Huh. And Are they erotic pictures? No, they are. First of all, they were $4. Like, minimum bid $4. I bid $6. No one else bid, so I, I got them for $4 plus shipping. They are four Polaroid pictures from the set of Dumb and Dumber. No. <laughs> Get out of here. May I see those? Yes. That's great. I think it's awesome. And I believe, if I were to guess, that they probably were the uh, continuity persons. Right, or makeup. Or makeup persons' images. Because back in the day, uh, folks took po- – every set had pol- – including our sets, John mm-hmm. Chakaramba. Sure. Yeah, because they're, they're numbered in the back, too, as though they were organized for a purpose. Right. You have Polaroids on a set of major motion pictures. Um, set people take Polaroid pictures to see makeup, how it <laughs> looked. The wardrobe of how it was set up. Oh shit, that's my favorite scene in the movie. So that Vlad uh, from my from my studio said the same thing. He's like, Oh my god, my favorite movie. <laughs> I know that exact car. I know. I know that exact. I know the scene. exact moment. I know the scenes. It's uh, this is when they're taking uh, the hot sauce. <laughs> oh really? And they accidentally kill the hitman. Ah, uh, I'll post these on my Flickr page. 
and I'll put it in the film photography uh, pool. It was just so fun, and I just Great. bid $4, and I got these pictures in the mail, and I love Polaroid. It's awesome. And I love the fact that Polaroids, were, you know, I mean, Polaroids were used so heavily in industry, movie-making, fashion industry, major fashion industry. There's probably a ton of cool photos out there. I've had, I've sold Polaroids on eBay for the light-proofing from some actresses that I've photographed. Some of them have been in your films, I would say. Oh, very nice. Oh, uh, I shot May She Rest in Peace, Larissa McComas for this such and such a thing. Right. And then I, I, people bought them. They always bought the Polaroid. Always bought them. Not that much, but like, you know, five, ten. Well, they're very unique. Yeah. They're one of a kind. Yeah. Right. Which is awesome, which makes instant photography, whether it's Polaroid or Fuji Instax, it's just one of a kind, fun Awesome. And something like this. Uh, you don't see this every day. I was shocked to see this. I'm like, oh my God, that's so Jeff amazing. Daniels by the uh, the, the dogmobile that they... Uh... I'm, I'm even more shocked that no one else bid on these. I think yeah. maybe the person... Maybe the listing wasn't... My wife would love to see those. That's, really? That's one of our favorite movies. Really? That's one of her favorite movies for sure. For real? Now, you know what? I'll get those scan me. I'll put them in a nice frame. Oh, well, thank you. That'd be nice, right? Yeah. That's really one of your favorite movies? Uh, yeah. If, top 20. Good movie. Doesn't it, suck. It's a great movie. I like me, myself, you, Irene you, a little bit better, but Dumb and Dumber is a great movie. Jim Carrey was also in... What was that movie he was in? It was a really funny movie where he was like... Well, it wasn't a movie he was in lately. Really? <laughs> <laughs> He's another one that should maybe... The Something Brothers it up, produced it, it. Farley Brothers. They, yeah. did, they did Dumb and Dumber. They did Me, Myself, That's and Irene. That's it. Me, Myself, and oh, Irene. That movie is awesome. I, I even like Liar, Liar. That's pretty. That's where it starts to go. He jumps the shark. He is in that just... Movie. He's just a funny guy. Yeah, he's very funny. You know? I mean, he, he pulls out his quote patented... What was, the, what was the very serious movie he did? The, he did a couple of them. Uh, uh, Truman Sp- Show. Spotless no. Mind, that one? Yeah, that one. Oh, he ruined that movie. He put some Jim Carrey-isms in it. Yeah, like he that did, did not fit. He has like some like standard Jim Carrey. I bet you the producers wanted it. Come on, make some faces. We need Jim Carrey in this movie. Not yeah. some freaking art house douchebag. <laughs> we're giving away this month. We're going to wrap it up. We're giving away this month. Uh, we're going to be doing the drawing on October 1st. Oh. It's the 15th, so get your entries in. You only have like five or six more days to get, get the entries in. All you got to do is send an email for crying out loud. Now, John Fidelli is, yes. is already coveting. Yes. You coveteth the Olympus I totally Stylus do. Epic. I do. For a guy like yourself, John, you mm-hmm. have a young family, mm-hmm. you're out. That's the perfect camera Absolutely. to get candids. I'm going to the zoo tomorrow. I would love to use that camera tomorrow. Uh, Turtleback Zoo. Oh, Turtleback Zoo. It's still around? In West yeah. Orange, New Jersey. Yep. It's expanding. What it's, time it's are you going? It's not so bad anymore. What time? Uh, probably going to leave here. They open at 10. Probably going to leave here around. Oh, I went to Turtleback okay. Zoo in 1967. I know. I know. <laughs> it's a great camera for getting candids without them knowing you're taking right. the picture. Yep. You know, the other camera, you know, it's like this. This lens is so wide, you can do without framing. You yeah. can do it from the hip. Right. Awesome. And to do that with film is great. You load a roll of Kodachrome 200 in there, you're set to go. Oh, yes, so, sir. Uh, we're also giving away the 127 tank. Yeah. The amazing. One uh, of a kind, you will be the talk of the town with plastic, that camera. Amazing. Plastic. 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 Baked. Uh. Revere. It's called Bakelite. I-Matic. Bakelite. Who's called Bakelite? I-Matic EE-127 with a selenium light meter that takes no batteries. Unbelievable. Mm. And uh, filmphotographypodcast at gmail.com. Yo. A shout out to all of our friends out there. All the folks that are now becoming our cast. Yeah. Lance from Belgium. Mm -hmm. Our good friend Rob Nunn who does our show notes. Mm -hmm. What the heck are the show notes? Well. When you get your uh, web uh, connection, uh-huh. you'll be able to actually cruise the internet. Don't give me a break. <laughs> <laughs>
how, how much of this if abuse you go am I to film have to put up See, what I love about Dwayne is the fact that he, once we do the podcast, it's it. He's done. Yeah. Dwayne doesn't like walks isn't, away. Isn't like haunting the website or dangling online. He's just, hey man, done. hey Mike. He's like, hey, you know, let me know when the next podcast is. I'll come down. Like, that's it. You know, there's some beauty in that. Mm-hmm. There is some. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah. But if you go to our website, filmphotographypodcast.com, which you've probably never been. I've, I've been to the website. Oh, what is the question you asked? Uh, what, are the, what are show notes? Oh, there's a link next to each episode that says show notes. You click that, and it goes to a page. So let's say a, a, a FPP listener. Mm-hmm. It's a massive three-hour show. Right. And we talk about all these links. We talk about it. Go to this website. Go to that website. The show notes in one page gives everything we talked about. With the links. Oh, my goodness. What a tremendous amount of work. Yes, it is a tremendous amount of work. And I was kind of corresponding with Rob Nunn, who has a podcast of his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Nunn, and with two N's, dot com. At the end. At the end. <laughs> at the end. Rob Nunn. Rob, I, I, we were talking back and forth. I'm like, Rob, can you, you interested in doing some show notes? Because... By the time I edit the podcast, I'm flat. I'm, I'm like, you know, that's it. I'm done. It's like, yeah. like, it's so time-consuming. It's a monmouth task. task. Even, even going low on the sound effects, it's a monmouth <laughs> task. So Rob stepped in and said, I'll do the show notes. Yeah, yeah. So now we have show notes for each episode as well as a low, small file for each episode for people mm. who are using dial-up. Right. And, uh, hey. So, thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, Spread the love, there. man. Get and more people to shoot film. Shoot film and get more people to tune in. We were going to talk about oh, large what? format. You said there was a lot of chatter about large format. Tons of chatter. we got to do it next time. Well, didn't we talk about it last, last time? Remember the big 4x5 camera? Yeah, but we wanted to devote a show to it, didn't we? Okay. Yeah, we should do a whole show. Yeah, for really. sure. We also have two, three, four requests here for what's known as Minox sub-miniature cameras and my Minox experience. Now, I have to tell you that I am going to save that as well because, you know, I know nothing about it. Got to do a little more research. I got to do a little more research. And uh, what else? We're going to do a large format show. Okay. We're going to do a, a photographing model show. All in the works. You take pictures, I'll narrate the whole thing. Dwayne, Dwayne is setting up a backlight. The backlight, and that's a that's be- slave to the master light. It's a Dynalite beauty dish Dwayne has got there, and he's got a Larson oh. Reflectisol from the 70s that he still actively uses to lower the contrast ratio. This is a sh- our short episode, and still one hour, 15 minutes. Hi, yikes! My Sharona. Uh, <laughs> that dead. guy died. He's dead. What? Yeah. Doug, Doug, Doug Fiegler. Yeah, he, he really? died a couple months ago, yeah. Dead. Oh, jeez. On lung cancer. Oh, that sucks. On Netflix, if you go to Netflix.com, there's yeah. a uh, streaming documentary about... <laughs> Don't do that. ...about the knack. And how to get it. It's great. You know, my, she was in love with Sharona. Obviously. There is an actual girl He had a girlfriend, but he was in love with Sharona. And finally, he hit it big with the song My Sharona. Like, big, huge rock star. And he got Sharona. Yeah. And then it was all hey, downhill what else from do you, there. What, do you, what else do you get in the music do you, for? Do you know why it was downhill from there? I will tell you why. Because they say, right, in the documentary, he's like one of his band members. He's like, you know, we're struggling to be, to be you know, to, to make it, to make it big. We made it big. He got, Doug got his Sharona. What else is there to do? Maybe write another song. It's true, right? I mean, they did it. They had two hits. Girl, good girls don't, but I do. <laughs> that, that was my Sharona. About. The hooks in that song. 
It's a great song. It's a great the bridge in that song. Yeah. It's a great song. Huge hit. 1979. Yeah, right. Was and it's Right before it all ended in the 80s. It's kind of the song that it was still punk, but it was mm. still pop and kind of shifted people. Disco finally died, I think, when that song was actually hit because mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah. Not everybody listened to punk because it was too, too under the radar. Precursor too to far. New Wave. Exactly. Yes. Precursor to New Wave. Because the Cars came out in 78. It was truly punky and rocky. It was. It, rocky. It, it, and every single band, that faux punk band out now, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they've got to yeah. owe those guys a debt because yeah. they, they really, I think, just started the whole thing. I had a black concert tee. All it said on it was The Knack right across. And I was walking down uh, the street outside my high school, and a kid comes up to me I went to school with. He's come, up, come straight up to me, like this close to my face. He's like, they suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't far from lying. High school's funny. Yeah. High school is a funny place to yeah. be. It's it really is. I didn't find it funny. It's so brutal. I hated high school. I had a be- so brutal. They people are like people send me emails. It's like, oh, we're gonna have a thirtieth high school reunion. Do you and know my response is like, you. You remember high the TV school? show Hotel? Yeah. Remember the really really beautiful girl who was Shari in the, Belafonte. The, the other this one. This is the after was, show, by the way. She was the. This isn't being recorded. No, go ahead. We're no, she, we're, the, we're being recorded. Uh, her name was Megan Kendall. She <laughs> was a. Uh, she was the girl at the counter of the hotel. Oh, okay. Went to high school with her. Did you really? Yeah. And she was Heidi Bohe. So, so beautiful and high. I can't even mm. tell you. Yeah. Can't even tell you. You go home and die. Myself and I was in the, the jazz band, and me and Billy Shumsky. He was first chair, I was second chair trumpet. All we were talking about was like how incredibly beautiful this girl was, and, uh, and she made it. And and we were like uh, the. Me and Billy and her and her friend, we they were in a play, and we were in the, the, the geek musicians in the band for the play. Mm. And the four of us went out once after oh. the play was over with, like oh. the, the play's wrapped, and we go right. out. And, uh, you know, we just got, like, uh, drinking, you know, not supposed to, but just, you know, didn't do anything, didn't right. make a move because, you know, we're too dumb. Next day, we're like, oh, man, we were in the car with her. You're in the car. Yeah, but then you go, you could have been like, when she was on TV, be like, I got that girl. Yeah, but I, I don't be a spy. I was in a car with that I was, girl. I was, I was in a car with that girl. <laughs> I once sat in a car with that girl. High school, by the way, John, is worse today because when you were in high school, when I was in high school, when Dwayne was in high school, if you were going to get beat down by the big bully, you can duck the big bully. You can go hallway, go down a different hall, go out a different exit because you had to see the bully to get told you're dead after school. Right. Now, they get you electronically. Yes. You're F. I never, even, I never now even thought that. Now you get bullied text messages. So, like, you don't you don't have to wait for the bully to tell you you're dead after school. They text it to you. You're sitting in math class and it's like you're dead after school. <laughs> That's it's worse now. Worse. It's far worse now. It's called cyberbullying, and apparently yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah, it's far worse now. Causing all sorts of grief. People, have d- Kids have died from it. Kids have killed themselves. Yes. The world is a worse place than it was 30 years ago. Yeah. I don't you make know, this sound like an old curmudgeonous middle-aged man, but I'm telling you, I look at kids like there's nothing – first of all, there's very little that's new. I mean, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, landing on the moon was new. Right. Punk rock was new. Metal was new. Mm. Country rock was new. New, new, new. Movies were a new kind of right. movie. New, 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 new. Really, what is new anymore other than another bogus freaking technology? Video gonna, games. Video games. You know, well, another other, way other, to, to, to spend well, your time mindlessly, not achieving anything. I feel, I feel bad. And, and they have a new way to get bullied. Well, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd believes that technology will bring people together. And as he says, bring power to the people. 
And you know what? You know what Martin Sheen said when the internet was introduced. <laughs> Martin Sheen said, "Everybody says that the internet will be the thing that unifies the world. I just look at it as the one thing that will disenfranchise poor people from everybody else." Because they don't have anything already. It's just going to make right. their lives worse because they don't have it. Right. And I think he's right. In what way? In what they way? They can't afford it. That they can't afford it. There's, they there's, don't have computers. They don't have a computer. There's, you know, a lot of people don't have computers. Uh, a lot of people, and you can't do things anymore without a computer. You can't fill out a form in a post office anymore. I have to do stuff for my mom because she doesn't have a computer. Right. She's, she's too and, old and to learn. And you she's, can't do things without uh, um, agencies here in the U.S., there are forms that you cannot fill out manually anymore. Yeah. You have to do it on the computer. And I guess the thinking is, is that, as we call it here in Jersey, you can go to the library. <laughs> library. You go to the library and you can get on a computer for free. If, if you're part of a third world country, not only don't you have food, you don't, you're not part of the, the loop that connects you're everybody the world. else. You're not part of the world anymore. It's called the grid, man. You're off the grid. Wow, off FPP the grid. getting political. Yeah, yo. So I, th I agree with Martin Sheen. I think he's right. Well, you know what? There's a quote from a song that says, uh, this is a sad and stupid place, but it's not too bad most of the time. I was at the Chiller Convention, and there were <laughs> – there were. I was in a room with four girls at the Chiller Convention, and three of them I knew had slept with Charlie Sheen. This oh, is my true. God. And this I go, is very funny. I hate and, that guy. And I go – Just for that. I go to the, I said to the four girls, who here didn't sleep with Charlie Sheen? And I raised my arm like this, right? <laughs> and the one girl says, don't talk about Charlie that way. He's really nice. He gave me some – she riddled off some really expensive – He gave of, me these. Some, some <laughs> thing. And I just thought, like, make, come on. I can't make fun of Charlie Sheen? No. Well, I'll I'm, give you a beatdown if he, after the show. I'm you know sure. what? I'm going to be waiting outside my house to beat you up. Just cyber bully you. <laughs> Wait, are we done? I'm thankful that I have my art, regardless of good, bad, and different. It's yeah, mine. let's bring it around to a positive now. Oh, of course. It's, it's my art, and I can't tell you how much joy I get out of creating it and seeing other people create if it. If you're getting cyber, bu cyber bullied, well, we're not, pick we're up not. a camera. And bash and them over the head. And express yourself. With a color pack, too. <laughs> Express yourself, man. Yeah. And you know what, bullies? <laughs> Express yourself. It's the parent thing to do. Look, if that kid's bothering you, you just turn the other cheek. And dye your hair pink. <laughs> just you'll walk feel better. Just walk away. Come inside, watch QVC with me. We'll buy stuff and you'll feel better. Yeah. Just do your own thing, man. Those, you know what those problems? Those scare me. Most of those bullies are just insecure and stupid lunkheads. They are. Total. <laughs> you know what? Knowledge is power. Yes. It is. So I, I pick swear. up that color pack, too. Loaded up with uh, an expired roll of uh, Polaroid 667 film. <laughs> Carmen Electra. Do your thing. And, really? and do yeah. your thing. So She never did nothing for me. I yeah. want to thank everyone for tuning in. Yes, thanks. And Thanks uh, for the love, man. Yeah. And we're going to see everyone in... It's just going to be two weeks. Whew. Two weeks we're going to be having our Sweet. spooky Halloween episode. Oh, really? Yeah. What are we going to do? I don't know. Maybe we get John Zachary in here. I'm going to dress up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like to thank everybody, and we'll see you next time. All right, peace. Take care. I, no, wait. I don't want to say peace. That's so. Okay. Well, okay, we'll do it. All right. We're going to see everyone in two weeks next time. Okay, bye-bye. Peace, love, and togetherness, man. Kung, 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 chunk. Kung, 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 Bring me my capo. <laughs>
Clock for Clock. One, two, three, forget about it. Boston Luna Pro F.